Welcome to Amplify with Purpose, Business and Life Unlocked. I'm your host, Odette to be a global business strategist and consciousness coach. Are you hungry for a business that grows and doesn't just shoot up, but actually sustains? Are you looking for a life that doesn't just add years to your life, but that adds life to your years? I've got good news. You are in the right place. This is where we roll up our sleeves and tackle everything from skyrocketing your business to sculpting a life that you're head over heels in love with. So strap in because we are going to amplify your life and your business today. So quick recap, if you listen to the previous episode, we dug deep into why distractions own us. Oh my goodness, it was such a cool episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one. Now I'd like for you to get ready to lock in new attention spans because we have Dr. Emma back to talk to us about practical strategies to focus. Dr. Emma, thank you so much for joining us again today. Thanks so much for having me, Adette. So um, would you mind sharing with us what is the evidence-based strategies that can help us focus? Last week we spoke about how distractions play into our lives and how um, digital media and social media all come to distract us. Can you give us some help? How do we fix this thing? Well, there's lots of different strategies and I would um, suggest that it will depend a little bit on the person. But what I will talk about, I think, are um, things that have been really helpful that, you know, research has found um, will help people stay focused and, and be productive through the day. So at the end of the last episode, I talked about having a meta-awareness of your attention. So being really conscious of how your attention changes and fluctuates through the day. And that is so that we can plan um, our tasks and activities for uh, getting the most done in the day. Um, so the main thing is, yeah, really to understand, like your circadian rhythms, there'll be slumps, there'll be tired periods and that sort of thing. So I particularly um, like Cal Newport's work. Um, he has written a book called Deep Work. And it's about, um, you know, optimising your attentional capacity. So that's a really good resource for your listeners if they're particularly interested. But the things that we need to think about with our meta-awareness is and make decisions about is where you will work, how long you will work for and how you will work. So I'll talk about those a little bit because um, having that meta-awareness and setting up our day is going to help us, um, you know, to, to optimise our attention. So are you happy for me to, to expand Absolutely. on those three? Um, so where you will work is about setting up your workspace. So often we get distracted by Wi-Fi, right, the internet and emails and that sort of thing. So um, sometimes going to a cafe that's sort of not connected might be a really good place to get things done. I love working in the airport. I don't know why. There's a lot of distractions, but I can really focus because it's outside of my normal sort of, you know, um, environment. So there aren't things to do or the normal distractions and I get things done. Um, I don't know if you know this story, but J.K. Rowling, you know, the author of um, Harry Potter series, um, she uh, was in an interview with Oprah Winfrey and had said she couldn't get anything done because the window cleaners were there, the kids were running around, the dogs were barking. So she chose to work um, at the 
the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, which is a very fancy hotel and probably not open, you know, or accessible to all of us, but she just, you know, just to get away. So thinking about where you're going to work and setting up your workspace, obviously, is, is helpful. But So making decisions, but that Wi-Fi connectivity might be a great idea to think about. The next thing to think about is how long you will work for. So I, you know, it might be 20 minutes, it might be 40 minutes, but to have a plan and to stick to that plan can be really helpful. I like to work for 45 minutes before I have a break, but there's a very popular technique called the Pomodoro top technique, which talks about a 20 minute um, for of work and a five minute break. So whatever works for you, I suspect I'd be just got into my task in 20 minutes and <laughs> wouldn't want to stop. But um, And the other thing to think about is how you will work. So that means setting yourself up for the day, all very straightforward, but coffee is a really good stimulant. So I don't um, mind at all if people <laughs> have good coffee. Um, but yeah, setting up for the day and, you know, making sure that you, um, you know, have, have the good food that you need and all of those sorts of things. So they're sort of the basics around that. There's also, of course, strategies around um, managing digital distractions, which I can go to into in more detail if you would like. Please, please. <laughs> um, so these are straightforward, but they're very effective. Um, and we need to develop routines, I guess, around all of these things. So developing a routine and a habit and then, you know, having that as a part of your work life will make things much easier because you don't need to think about it then. Once it's a habit, you won't need to think about it so much. But turning off your email package when you know you need, you know, your email um, provider, when you know you need to get things done so you don't get the notifications. Um, and you might want to check your emails at prescribed intervals, like maybe at lunchtime, at the end of the day. It will, of course, depend on your work setting. Um, but having a schedule so that you're not always available, um, you know, and you don't get those email distractions. Um, obviously, our phones are really distracting, so you might put it outside, put it in a drawer. There's things called phone jails, so you can um, put your phone in jail, <laughs> which can be helpful at particular times of the day. Um, you know, I, you know, if you're putting the kids to, to bed and you don't want to be distracted by notifications, then, you know, you might want to put your phone in jail. I don't have a jail, but I think some people use those. Um, other strategies are things like removing social media or other apps that are, you know, those time-sucking apps from your phone. So um, if you can't delete them, put them on, like, screen number five. <laughs> so the harder things are to access, you know, um, uh, the the more the less likely you're going to, to jump in and use yes. them. Um, of course, then there's all the wellbeing things, which I believe we'll talk about another time. But um, there are lots of lots of strategies and, you know, thinking about how you use digital, you know, your digital technologies um, and how they distract you and how you might manage those is really um, helpful. Do you have any strategies for business owners who have teams who need to help their teams manage distractions? Um, I think that that is going to depend very much on um, 
on the particular work setting. But I think setting up a culture where, I mean, obviously we're not, we can't shut everybody out. That's not, that's not what we want to do. You know, there's times where we, you know, we, when we need to talk to people and that's where we can get some of the most creative ideas is when we're discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, but within a workplace, you might have some, you know, quiet time and then, you know, the more social sort of interaction time um, and setting up a culture where, you know, yes, conversations are, you know, really welcome and required, but there's also, you know, um, work times. Um, you know, there might be sometimes open offices can be really distracting. Um, that, you know, if there's a lot of noise and that sort of thing going around, that might not be good for some people, that might be good for others. So thinking about work, you know, how the environment is set up can be really helpful. Um, and and I guess education around these things um, and saying it's okay for you not to respond to emails straight away if you're engaged in a really, you know, deep task. Um, those kinds of things. So it, it, I guess it's a culture of attention in a way um, that workplaces uh, might need to think about um, to, to help uh, employees. And I suspect that a lot of people do feel pressure to respond straight away to an email or a telephone call from their boss. And um, I guess if that boss or that leader has, you know, generated a culture where, you know, it's okay to um, check your emails at three and respond then. And it's okay to turn off at the end of the day and not do any further (laughs) responding to emails until the morning, you know, those sorts of things. I love that. So for me, one of the, the biggest things in successful business or in life is communication. I talk about crystal clear always. Um, Brene Brown says it best. She says to be clear is to be kind. And I think it's important in this aspect that leaders are clear about the expectations that they have for their teams. We don't want bums bums in seat. We want people who produce results for us, whatever that result is. And we need to give them the space to be their best selves. We need to create an environment where you can bring your whole self to work. Of course, um, I've been in environments where your phone gets locked in a locker um, and it's for the for the individual, it's a little bit stressful because what if there's an emergency at home or something mm. like that? So those are things that you need to consider. Um, I also think it's important, to like, like you said, is that we think about how we set up the workspace. You don't necessarily want your actuarial team or your accounting team right next to the coffee station where everyone's chatting and catching up mm. over the weekend because those guys need to focus. So it is about thinking where you put people, what works for them. I also believe it's an, it, it's important for us to understand who we have on our team so that we can get the best out of them. I don't think that it is a one-size-fits-all. I think that you mentioned it in the beginning, circadian rhythms. I am at my best in the mornings. If you want me to do deep work, then the morning is it. If you came to me in the afternoon and said to me, hey, I need your best thoughts on this thing, you're not going to get it. And that's, that's, some people are awesome later in the afternoon. So I think as leaders, we need to consider who we've got on our team and what works best for them. And as far as possible, accommodate what works for that individual so that we can work well collectively as a team. And like I said, in the beginning, it's about communicating it to say, look, I understand these things need to happen. 
So if you're best in the morning, then we'll create a space for you to do so. And you're better in the afternoon, we'll create a space for you to do so. And then we will have time where we come together and talk about the things. Obviously, um, I often talk about when it comes to governance, I talk about the road, the lines on the road. So there's the dotted line where you can pass when it's safe to do so. There's a yellow line where you only go to emergencies and there's a white line where you just simply cannot pass because it's not safe to do so. And if we create those rules of engagement for our teams, then they will be able to operate and function in that more effectively. And our businesses will start flourishing because we've got a team that's happy, they're engaged, and they're able to be their best selves. Dr. Emma, what are some of the strategies that you could offer to parents who do have younger kids or even teenagers who are trying to instill within them, I guess, the habit of being more attentive to how they get distracted or how they focus? I'm not sure <laughs> would be the answer to that because I'm still struggling with my teenagers. Um, but I think there are some very good, um, I can't remember the name of the program, but there is a program that Flinders Uni's put out that's, that's apparently excellent that schools can implement um, and I can let you know what that's called later if you'd like. Um, but it, I think really just the education um, and and setting up again, like, you know, we have a work culture and we have a family culture. So, you know, if we all get together at the dinner table, then, you know, we all agree that that's a phone-free time. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, same with homework and those, those sorts of things, you know, that we have phone-free times. Um, but I think this is still a work in progress in my household and probably in many others. Um but again, just you know, the education and the um, and having the family rules and routines around around digital um, yeah, distractions, I think, is really helpful. You know, not having digital um, you know phones and that sort of thing in in bedrooms. I'm having this discussion with my 11 year old at the moment who wants to put a monitor in his room, and I've said no, that's not, and he can't figure, he can't work out why. I'm like, because yeah. that's not you know, yeah. Once you once you let it go, it's a very hard to pull it back. Um, but yes, I mean, children's brains are the same as our brains and, and they are, you know, being as, you know, they're, they're, you know, getting sucked into these, um, into different apps and different, you know, social media things. And, um, I think it's a sort of a, a combination of school and home and educating the kids. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to get the best out of your team, out of your family, or even yourself, it starts with an awareness of when you are at your best, what are the things that grabs your attention with some practical strategies that Dr. Emma has shared with us? Put your phone in jail or <laughs> email. Perhaps don't start your day, your day on email. As we've been talking, one of the things that continues to come up for me is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And this very much ties into how much attention we've got. We have to plan our days. You cannot expect to be a successful business owner or a successful anything if you don't have a plan. So create that plan as far as possible, stick to it. Of course, we know things happen. There will be emergencies. There will be things that you need to attend to immediately. But as far as possible, if you've got a plan, you are well on your way to being more focused and more productive in your day. So there we go. We all need to pay attention and we all need to focus on different things at different times of the day. So it's important that we have an understanding about what that is all about. So remember, if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, 
Remember to like and subscribe. Dr. Emma, thank you so much for your invaluable insights. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. For those of you who haven't listened to the first podcast, remember to go back and listen to why we get distracted before you find out how to fix those distractions. Stay tuned for our next episode where we are going to talk about the well-being and the foundations of focus. So until next time, have a fantastic day. We'll see you soon.